Western Kentucky guard Davion McKnight has entered the transfer portal and on today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast we're going to talk about why he makes a ton of sense for the Cardinals to pursue. We'll also talk about two big time visitors on campus this week for spring practice that is Kamarian Franklin and Jarkobi Hobson. So with that being said let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcer work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Global Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Western Kentucky transfer Davion McKnight, or I should say guard Davion McKnight, has entered the transfer portal, and a lot of people um, in the Louisville fan base have been taking to social media to voice their support of McKnight possibly coming to the Cardinals. I'm going to talk to you about why this move would make so much sense for the Cardinals program. We'll also talk about uh, some football recruiting news. Two high school teammates, both top 100 players in the 2024 and 2025 classes respectively, Kamarion Franklin and Jarkobi Hobson, are on campus early this week to visit Louisville. Um at the beginning of spring ball. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But we'll start out on the men's basketball side of things. On yesterday's episode of the show, or today's episode of the show, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we talked about what Kenny Payne and company should do with the remaining scholarship offers. For those that didn't tune in or still need a refresher, there are, by my account, three open scholarships uh, for Louisville to utilize. In my opinion, they should go after two starting caliber guards and one starting caliber big man. Um, I think Sky Clark is going to be a starter for Louisville, but you know, with positionless basketball, you could see three guards um, start. You could see two guards start with the other guard that they bring in, in the portal if they were to bring one in, um, you know, coming off the bench as a six man. But Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky entered the portal on Tuesday afternoon. Immediately, a bunch of Louisville fans took to social media to voice their support. Um, you know, if you go on the national Twitter recruiting sites that had posted the um, announcement, Joe Tipton in particular, uh, that basically stated that McKnight was going to transfer, it's all Louisville fans. Um, and According to a good amount of people, it seems like this is a move that um, you know, a lot of Louisville fans would enjoy, would definitely feel encouraged about. I feel the same way. I would be very encouraged about McKnight coming to Louisville for a handful of different reasons. Um, number one, I think it's the hometown feel, right? Um, McKnight is from Shelbyville, played at Martha Lane's Collins High School, uh, won Mr. Basketball back in... Was it 2020? I think it was 2020. Um, They had a very, very solid team. I actually, for those who don't know, I I say this all all the time. I announce for mail. So, um, you know, one of the uh, seventh region powers, um, a team that is familiar with Collins. I've announced 
um, a couple of Davion McKnight's games, both when they played against Mayo, but also in the King of the Bluegrass as well. And each and every time I've came away pretty impressed with his game. And I was wondering to myself, you know, how is he just a mid-major guard? Um, granted, I think that McKnight is a player that would be exactly what the Cardinals need. Um, number one, it gives you that hometown feel. You allow a player to play for a hometown university. Number two, it's also this notion, and I don't know if it's true or not because I haven't confirmed it, but there's been multiple people that I've come to trust in the past that have basically said, look, there's a good chance that Davion McKnight wants to come to Louisville, that um, you know he wanted to come to Louisville out of high school. Granted, like I said, don't take me um, for my word on that because I don't know. I can't confirm that. But that is a rumor that I continually see pop up more and more, not only from people that I've talked to, but also people on social media. Even so, that Davion McKnight, his name was one that fans were talking about before he was even in the portal as a player that you know, basically was said that if he were to enter the portal, this is a guy to look for. So that just makes you wonder if that is true. If he wants to come to Louisville, then that makes all that much more sense. Uh, but from strictly a basketball standpoint, a couple different reasons why he makes sense. Number one, he's a guard. This roster needs guards. Right now you have two of them. You have Sky Clark and you have Mike James. If you consider him to be more of a guard, then you do a wing, which I technically do, but I think it could go either way. Uh, McKnight is a player that um, has handled the basketball for the past couple seasons for Western Kentucky. I talked about, uh, you know, when discussing what type of player that I thought Louisville should go after with the remaining scholarships, it's those that have produced at their previous stop. It didn't have to be Power 5 level guys because most of the guys that produce at the Power 5 ultimately go on to the NBA draft or they stay at their respective school. Um, but mid-major guards. Davion McKnight averaged 16.5 points per game this past season, five rebounds per game, four assists while shooting 46% from the field, um, 34% from behind the arc on 1.7 attempts per game, and 84% uh, from the free throw line. He averaged 1.8 steals as well, so solid on-ball defender. He's been with Western Kentucky the past three seasons, um, and... For the past two, 16.2 points per game, 16.5 points per game. So um, it just leads you to believe, um, I would assume this would be a, a one-year thing. I'm not sure if he has that extra year of eligibility considering that he didn't play during the COVID year. Um, this is the year after that. Uh, that he came to college, so I wonder if he would be a traditional four-year player. But uh, this will make a lot of sense. You would get a grad transfer at the guard position that has scored over 16 points per game uh, over the past two seasons for uh, Western Kentucky. I know that there um, are some concerns as well. He's not necessarily a true point guard. Well, he's not over six foot five. He's not a tall guard. I don't care personally. I'm going to. You know, voice my opinion. I don't care if he is six foot one. This program needs guard play. They need guys that can handle the ball, create offense for themselves, and create offense for others. He's not a traditional point guard. I will under I will understand that. I will accept that point of view. But still, he averages uh, nearly four assists per game, which the Cardinals could do a lot worse. But in my opinion, it's all about filling that scoring responsibility. You have to replace L. Ellis. Um, and that scoring repertoire, and you haven't done that yet. 
Um, you could do it by committee. Sky Clark um, averaged about eight points per game this past season. Um, you know, you have some other players, Trent Flowers, Dennis Evans, um, some other freshmen coming in. You have some players returning, um, so on and so forth. But look, let's be honest. You still have to replace that scoring responsibilities. And, you know, maybe Dave Young McKnight's not a 20 points per game score this upcoming year, but he's still a guy that can you know, put the ball on the floor and get to the basket and finish through contact. He does a great job of creating his shot off the dribble. Respectable three-point shooter, not a great perimeter shooter, but can hit the deep ball. Um, you look at what he's done over the past handful of seasons, looking at his game log. Uh, let's see. Had 25. He was 11 of 22, 50% from the field. Had 25 points against Louisville earlier in the season. You might say, well, Louisville wasn't that great of a defensive team. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not wrong against Florida Atlantic, who is now in the Sweet 16, 15 points per game in the first meeting, uh, 16 points per game in the second meeting, 18 points per game in the third meeting. So you get where I'm coming at here. Looking at the year prior because uh, – you know, he did play against the Cardinals before. 13 points to go along with nine assists and five rebounds. So 11 points against Memphis when they were ranked earlier that season. 34 against Minnesota. Um, now, did have only six against Kentucky. Had a pretty off night, but still very solid past couple of years. This move makes way too much sense for the Cardinals. Um, you get a guy that is from the state of Kentucky. There's rumors that he is you know, seeking to come to Louisville or had, you know, wanted to come to Louisville at one point. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but it, if it is, that's very, very encouraging. Um, and it's a guard that replaces L. Ellis's scoring, and you add a solid player to your starting lineup next season. Look, you have to compete for the NCAA tournament. In my opinion, the expectation is making the NCAA tournament. And the way that you do that, the way that you completely overturn a roster is you have players transfer out, which the Cardinals have. They have three open scholarships as of right now, and you go out and you get uh, proven guys, guys that can produce and produce right away. And Davion McKnight is a guy that I think would fit well with a player like Sky Clark because they both can handle the basketball. Not true point guards, but both can create for others and can also create their own offense and shoot the ball uh, within all three levels of the half court. So that's something to look forward to. I People say, oh, well, there's only one ball to go around. The top programs get ball-dominant players to play with other ball-dominant players. If you want to get to that point, you have to accept that if you're going to look at it and say, oh, positionless basketball, sure, you have to go out and you have to go still go get guards. So I think this would be a huge addition for Louisville. Um, obviously, we will see if the Cardinals reach out and how serious this becomes. But for the remainder of the show, we're going to dive into the football recruiting side of things where two high school teammates from Mississippi are on campus early this week for spring ball. Two top 100 players in their respective classes. We'll start out with 2024 five-star prospect Kamarion Franklin um, after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The tournament's already into the second weekend coming up, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If that first bet doesn't win, you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, safe and secure. Also, super easy to use. A lot of fun NBA bets that are extremely exclusive from how many three-pointers can be made in the first three minutes. Um, who scores the first basket? Um, how many points plus rebounds plus assists will 
De'Aaron Fox have, so on and so forth. So many great bets. Um, don't miss the chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Cardinal fans, heading into the second segment. We haven't talked about football recruiting in the past couple of episodes, but fear not, we will talk about it now. Um, it's going to be a busy week for the program. Multiple players on campus early for the start of spring ball. We're going to talk about some more at the end of the week. Uh, TJ Capers, current Cardinal commit, I believe, maybe Isaac Brown as well. Another Cardinal commit, the two lone commits of the 2024 class, will be back on campus this weekend and also bringing some friends, bringing some teammates. So that's something that we'll talk about um, at the end of this week. But uh, two highly rated prospects, one of them, uh, well, both they're actually both high school teammates of each other uh, from, from Lake Cormorant, uh, Mississippi, which I do believe is near that Tennessee-Mississippi borderline. Um, it's near the Mississippi River, I know. But um, you'll forgive me for those uh, geological gurus out there or Mississippi natives. But... The Cardinals seemingly continuing that effort to try to get involved in the state of Mississippi. And what a big way to do so, going after a five-star prospect from that state, the second best in the state of Mississippi, according to the 247sports.com. Kamarion Franklin, six foot five, 265-pound defensive lineman from Lake Cormorant High School, uh, ranked as the 29th. Best player in the 2024 class, sixth best defensive lineman, and like I mentioned, second best in the state of Mississippi. Uh, plays more of, more of as an edge rusher rather than a uh, true interior defensive lineman, so I think he projects to be more of a defensive end, maybe an outside linebacker, but um, you know, being a guy that's 6'5", 270, you would imagine he's probably on the, the um, edge of a 4-2-5 base package. Um, you look at the offer sheet, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Colorado, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Oregon, South Carolina, TCU, Texas, <gasps> Texas, Texas A&M, um, so on and so forth. You get what I'm saying? He has a lot of offers. He's a five-star prospect that is truly an elite-level recruit. Um the fact that he is visiting campus is beneficial. It's nice that he's on campus because it shows that there is at least some, you know, initial interest. Um, the Cardinals offered, I believe, probably back in January, I believe is when the Cardinals offered. January 17th, to be exact. He's recorded a ton of offers. Um, but as we're seeing a lot of players and recruits early on in springtime. They are making a ton of visits in a short window of time. It's happened uh, over the past couple weeks for Louisville. Dylan Hip 
the one of the best tight ends in the country. He was on campus um, a couple weeks ago, and we're starting to see more players, um, you know, join that trend and make a couple of visits. You look at what Franklin has been up to for the past week or so. Last week, um, he was at Florida State. He was at Auburn, had Tennessee's junior day back in January. He's now at Louisville. So I would refrain from putting too much stock into this and saying that Louisville is a serious player in this recruitment. But make no mistake about it. This is still encouraging news. There's no way to spin this in a bad light because he is on an unofficial visit on his own dime uh, coming up to Louisville to check out um, you know, the program, not to mention with the teammate. And we'll talk about that in the next segment when we talk about Jarkobi Hobson. But um, some things to focus on. This is very, very interesting. He set a school record last season with, my lord, 19 sacks in one season. That is phenomenal. 93 overall tackles as an edge rusher. Had a fumble return for a touchdown and blocked three kicks um, in the year prior as a sophomore. 11 sacks, four interceptions, one, one forced fumble, and 71 total tackles. Also plays basketball as well. Um, six points per game eight rebounds per game, and a block per contest as well as a junior. So extremely athletic for being six foot five, 270, moves well for his size, extremely solid um, off the edge. Um, obviously a very tough matchup nightmare for opposing offensive tackles, as I believe TJ Capers is more of a, a speed edge rusher that utilizes speed and quickness more than strength, although he is pretty strong as well. I think uh, Kamarian Franklin is... Uh, mainly using that strength to um, to also combine with that speed. So the speed kind of plays off of the strength, but extremely solid in getting after the quarterback. Um, I think that this would be pretty self-explanatory if the Cardinals were able to get seriously involved in this commitment or in this recruitment, I should say. Getting another elite edge rusher would do wonders for a Louisville defense because edge is one of those most valuable positions that you can have a star at in college football outside of a quarterback and potentially middle linebacker, um, regardless, or even left tackle, I should say. But edge rusher is a very, very valuable, uh, one of the most valuable um, positions to have a star at. So, and we saw that over the past couple of years with Yaya Diaby, Yasir Abdullah, and now Ashton Gelati. So, um, Brahman company trying to get into the state of Mississippi and um, you know, try to create a pipeline of some sort. Um, you know, they've offered a handful of top prospects from, you know, the state over the past couple of months. But this is probably the most highly touted prospect that they have offered and gone after in the 2024 class from Mississippi. And the trend that is happening with players making a ton of visits in a short amount of time for spring practice and junior days and unofficial visits. It, it's it's significant. You don't want to overlook it too much, but you don't want to undersell it as well because if Franklin wasn't interested, he simply wouldn't come to campus. But it shows that there is at least a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of initial interest that sparked to at least make him feel like he needed to come to Louisville. Hopefully what I'm looking for is that he makes his way back onto campus in the summer um, and is joined by hopefully some 
current commitments at the time, makes an official visit ahead of his senior year. Every prospect's timeline in terms of uh, shutting their recruitment down is different, but um, the next step for the Cardinals is getting Franklin back on for uh, back on campus for an official visit. So um, that is something to look forward to, but hopefully he has a good time ahead uh, this um, this week and things of that nature. But another prospect from Lake Cormorant, Jarkobi Hobson, uh, Franklin's teammate, is on campus as well with Franklin, which couldn't hurt uh, the Cardinals' chances. In the 2025 class, he is ranked as a top 50 prospect. We'll talk about Hobson here in just a second. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. It can't be a bad thing that two top 50 teammates join each other on a visit to a specific school. With players, you know, making multiple visits, and even so, Jarkobi Hobson is only a 2025 recruit, so he's got some more time before um, you know signing day. So it's still extremely early in the grand scheme of things in this recruitment. It's still nice to um, you know get multiple players from the same high school that are very talented onto campus at the same time. And we're going to talk about that phenomenon at the end of the week when we talk about TJ Capers bringing a couple of his friends, uh, a couple of high school teammates, a couple of friends in the uh, southwest or south southwest Florida area um, you know, onto campus with him this weekend. But Jarkobi Hobson is joining Kamarian Franklin on a visit. Hobson is ranked as the 44th best prospect according to the 24-7 sports composite um, in the 2025 class, the sixth best linebacker and second best prospect in the state of Mississippi, as I mentioned from Lake Cormorant, Mississippi. Um, also joined Franklin on unofficial visits to Florida State and to Auburn as well. Has, I believe, looking at the amount of offers that he has, it looks like he is at around 15 offers, give or take, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Auburn, Florida State, um, LSU, Michigan State, Mississippi, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, so on and so forth. Extremely solid prospect, but um, you know, listed as a linebacker according to the composite, but on 24-7 sports website, he's listed as a safety. Six foot one, 205 pounds. When you watch his film, um, it's kind of obvious where or why there is a differentiation in opinion because he lines up at safety as sometimes he also lines up at an outside linebacker position at sometimes kind of gives me um, Ben Perry esque vibes, you know, being six foot one, 205 pounds. Um, if he's looking to play the linebacker position in college, he probably needs to add a little bit more uh, weight and strength, which probably at the safety position as well, but has the size has the strength to um, be able to play that hybrid position. And we mentioned it one time. We'll mention it again. We'll continue to mention it. I feel like a broken record when I say this. Louisville's new 425 base package um, warrants that um, versatility for defensive backs. 
you know, outside linebackers serving as um, slot cornerbacks or safeties playing near the line of scrimmage, you know, in, in situations to where I think that, you know, Ben Perry, Quinterio Cole, and now we're going to see Gilbert Frierson kind of playing that role for the Cardinals. Um, all three of those guys are extremely solid tacklers, especially around the line of scrimmage, do a good job of getting into the opposing backfield and solid technique with the tackling. Um, on top of that, they're solid in coverage as well, being able to high point the football, win those 50-50 battles, solid size for a you know a safety, a defensive back being six foot one. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what position does Jeff Brom and company see Jarkobi Hobson playing in the future? What type of player does he project to be? Is he a traditional safety? Is he a guy that lines up? You know, close to the box as an outside linebacker. Um, is he more so used in coverage um, against the run, so on and so forth? There's a lot of questions that need to be asked, but that one thing is for certain: that's that Jeff Brom and company definitely value that versatility. When you look at the offers that the Cardinals have handed out um, across the state of Texas, from Florida, um, you know, Mississippi now. The versatile defensive backs that can either play quarterback and safety or linebacker and safety. Um, guys that um, have that versatility to stop the run but also get back in coverage as well. I think that that's something to focus on. Um, a little bit of a different time frame with Hobson versus Franklin. Franklin, it's a little bit more urgent because he's a 2024 um, upcoming senior with Hobson going into his junior season. But it's never too early to prioritize recruits. And I think that um, getting both on campus at the same time is extremely solid. I know that you know players are making a ton of visits, seeing what's out there, but Nothing bad can come from this unless they have bad experiences, which hopefully that does not happen. You would not, you would not expect that to happen. So hopefully that's not going to happen. We're not going to talk about it as if it were going to happen. So um, I digress. Speaking a little faster, I do apologize. But um, regardless, solid news. Um, hopefully we get word that they have solid visits and ultimately reschedule to come back onto campus. So um that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, players, and throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.